This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Chelsea, at what point, since we have so much of a sample size in baseball, do you say, I'm done with baseball, I'm going all in on football? Because between Maction and Thursday night football, college football, we're getting close, very close to having football almost every night of the week no i'll still bet on baseball like we still have the best baseball ahead of us i want to bet on the world series i want to bet on the alcs that's when Mm -hmm. baseball is at its greatest so i will be betting on baseball until the very end i'll have a bet on game seven of the world series why would i stop betting on it now i'm not a quitter wow Well, I didn't say you were a quitter. I just thought we might transition to a different sport. I don't know. But you're saying right now, are you putting it out there? You will bet on Game 7 of the World Series. I will hold you to this. Duh. Why would I not? Because maybe You don't think you'll bet on the World Series? No. Absolutely not. The World Series? Why not? Oh, no. It'll be too much for me. The pressure, the teams. Ah, no. I, I want no part of that. When it comes to the playoffs in baseball, maybe I'll bet a little bit. I like to find those those games that nobody's paying attention to because you know when it comes to playoff baseball playoff football the lines get sharper 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 the numbers get sharper and it's for me it's harder to bet i'd rather bet on the a's getting blown out or fade the angels or something like that than bet on the super bowl well, i mean i'm gonna bet on the super bowl but you know what i mean but for the purposes of this show when there's so much of a sample size i think it's hard sounds like you're a coward I am. I'm a total coward. Oh, as you drink your coffee, give me a break. Dropping the coward, drinking the coffee. All right. You know what? That's just a natural transition to someone who is not a coward, someone who is brave. Brave enough to wake up with us early in the morning. Matt just put in the chat, I wish you had your your cup that says, I don't give a sip. That would have made that God, perfect. I'm such a mom. Oh, you were so <laughs> close. I don't, I don't give, give a, sip. a sip. Yeah, and you need that cat poster behind you that says, hang in there, and he's on his wire. Oh, that would be perfect. Let's bring in Alex Gold, friend of the program, host of Cody and Gold from 10 to 2 p.m. Central on 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City, also a host on the BetQL Network as well. Alex, good morning to you. I just got to get right into it because we were talking about Travis Kelsey. You knew this question was coming, by the way. Yesterday with the hyperextended knee, what is the level of concern? What is the latest on how he's doing? Well, good morning, guys. Yeah, it seems like the Chiefs caught a break in terms of this being some sort of season-ending type of injury or that he's going to miss the first six weeks of the season. It's a bone bruise. We're going to find out official injury designations later on this afternoon. And I'll be very, very surprised, though, if he's playing on Thursday night against the Detroit Lions, which at this point 
once the news came out, I think in a way, Chiefs, every Chiefs fan would have signed up for that, considering what the initial reaction was, was concerned that surgery maybe would be required. So I think he's going to miss this game against the Lions. And then the benefit of the Thursday night game, of course, is you get some extra time for week two, and they've got a game on the road against Jacksonville. I think if it was a normal week two schedule, Sunday to Sunday, I think he probably wouldn't play week two. Um, I think there's a chance, though, because of the extra time here. Um, but I, I'd be really surprised by week three overall if Kelsey's not back in the mix. So it seems like they avoided a disaster here. You know who this news affects? Me. I had a bet on Travis Kelsey to score a touchdown in this game that yeah, now is not going else. to hit. So who should I put my money on to score a touchdown? Who picks up the slack if Travis Kelsey does not play in this game? Yeah, you and everybody, Chelsea, was all over Kelsey there. What, minus 155, I think, <laughs> is what he was to, for an anytime touchdown in this game. Uh, I, I think there's two players that you have to look at immediately. Number one is just the backup tight end, Noah Gray, who's not going to get targeted as much as Travis Kelsey does. But we were already talking in Kansas City a little bit about, could this be a year where Noah Gray took a slight step forward? Travis Kelsey's not getting any younger. I think they need to ease up on him a little bit to make sure he's fresh for the postseason this year. And so I already thought Noah Gray could be a bigger factor. I think there's an opportunity here for Noah Gray. And then after that, uh, Sky Moore. So Sky Moore is someone that's going to get all the slot snaps anyway with McCall Hardman out of the picture. And I think there is a leap to be had for Sky Moore, who was very disappointing his rookie season. I don't have the exact uh, number for the the, uh, the anytime touchdown for Sky Moore. I can tell you I love his receiving total, though, at BetMGM. It's about 45 and a half yards. That's actually up five yards from where it was this time yesterday, as a matter of fact. But I think Sky Moore can go over 45 and a half yards. You're only asking for about three catches, given his... Uh, speed and agility. So those are two players that I think immediately benefit from the absence if, in fact, that's what's going to happen, which I believe it will be Thursday night against the Lions. We're talking with Alex Gold, host of Cody and Gold from 10 to 2 Central on 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City, also host of that betting show as well on 610 Sports Radio. Alex, since we're talking about offense, I wanted to ask you about Eric Bieniemy because he is all the rage here in D.C. As you can imagine, the commanders are excited about what maybe he can do with Sam Howell and this receiving core. But how much will the Chiefs miss him, if at all? Because sort of the common theme, as you know, has been at the end of the day, this is about Andy Reid and his fingerprints on this offense. It definitely is. I mean, that was always the the story for many years when Eric Bieniemy was interviewing for head coaching jobs and wasn't mm -hmm. getting interviews even for head coaching jobs. Andy Reid called the plays. Andy tried to help out any of his coordinators. This goes back to Doug Peterson as well. Doug Peterson did not call the plays in Kansas City. Nobody seemed to have an issue with him not calling the plays when he got the Philadelphia job, right? Ended up, of course, winning a Super Bowl, and now he's on, on the Jags there in, in Jacksonville. Um, so Eric Bieniemy, in terms of what he can do for Washington, even though he didn't call the plays, when you're coming from the coaching tree of Andy Reid, there's a lot of success there. Even Matt Nagy, who people in Chicago want to rail on, still look what he did a couple of years with Mitchell Trubisky in terms of going to the postseason. People mm -hmm. here in Kansas City uh, think Nagy might be the, the heir apparent to Andy Reid if Andy calls it quits in the next three to four years or something like that. But I do think Eric Bieniemy is going to do great things there in Washington. I just wonder what the, the expectation actually is when you're dealing with Sam Howell, right, who was a fifth-round draft pick, uh, who I, I think ultimately the way the organization has talked about him in D.C. has been kind of interesting. Um, but I think Eric Bieniemy will work very well with Sam Howell, Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin, the weapons they have there. If he can get that just to a middle-of-the-pack offense, I think that says a lot about Eric Bieniemy as a play caller 
and bodes well for his chances to become a head coach, which uh, if this thing does go south in D.C., then I think we can completely end any discussion of him ever becoming a head coach in the NFL. Alex, again, I would like to make this interview all about me and my bets. I want to make a bet on this Chiefs <laughs> and Lions game, and I want to take something on the spread here. So can you make a case for the Chiefs, or are you going the other direction? And are you taking the Lions plus five? So the only way I was taking the Lions is if somehow this line got up to seven. And that's definitely not going to happen now with the Travis Kelsey news, as we've all seen mm -hmm. the last, uh, what, 12, 14 hours or so. This thing's gone from six and a half, six, five, five now uh, here at BetMGM. And uh, the spread in this particular game, I think you have to go through and look at September uh, contests for Kansas City. Under Andy Reid and under Patrick Mahomes, their success there. Overall, number one, they've won eight straight week one games. Just plain and simple. Andy Reid has the toughest training camp of any team in the NFL. And some people say that's not the white, right way to approach it. But guys, his teams are better prepared than anybody else out of the gate. They have more physical practices. And I think we see that in the month of September with how Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes have performed. They're also 6-2 and two against the spread in week one games. The banner's going to be unveiled at Arrowhead on Thursday night. This is the first time after a Super Bowl they're going to have the real celebration. You guys remember a couple of years ago after they beat the 49ers, that was a COVID year. So it was you know half capacity or whatever mm -hmm. it was, 20%. So this is the first real celebration at Arrowhead for a Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid together. I think that atmosphere, if the Lions can weather the first quarter storm, then, then maybe this thing gets a little more interesting. I think we're in for a shootout. To answer your question, though, Chelsea, I do like the Chiefs to cover the five um, based off of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and still, to me, what this offense will be. I don't know if we're getting Jared Goff, Mahomes, Rams, Mexico City game where they set NFL records for scoring, but I do like the over 53-and-a-half now that it's come down even more. These two teams typically in week one also uh, go over their number historically over the last 10 to 12 seasons. So over is my favorite bet probably for the game, um, but if you're making me go with the spread, absolutely. Kansas City minus five. Alex, when you look at this Kansas City team, favorites to win the Super Bowl, have the talent to do it. I don't want to throw the word dynasty around yet, but certainly they are on that path. No question about it. So we know how good they are. What is a weakness of theirs or something that they need to improve upon or one way they can be beaten? Well, there's two things. I mean, one, you have to start right now with this Chris Jones situation. Yeah. Their star defensive lineman who nobody in Kansas City, whether it was in the organization, even Chris Jones' agent and his team. I don't think anybody thought we'd be sitting here 24 hours before the game and he's not in Kansas City, or at least not at the Chiefs practice facility. It's been a stunner. I think the Chiefs mismanage this situation a little bit but at the same time you're starting to see more reports come out about the money on both ends and what's realistic or not chris jones's team wants them to rip up this current deal the final year which is 19 million dollars and a 28 million dollar cap hit and it appears that's not something the chiefs are willing to do but this guy had 15 and a half sacks for them a year ago they in my opinion don't win the afc title game this past year against cincinnati without chris jones i'll even go back to the 49ers super bowl i don't think they win that without Chris Jones. I believe Kansas City has to have Chris Jones to win a Super Bowl this year. However, they can win some games during the regular season without him. If, in fact, he waits until week eight to actually miss the season, miss portion of the season, I, I don't think financially it makes any sense to do that. Nobody's been able to give me a real answer why sitting out seven weeks makes sense considering the gap might only be $10 million. You've already missed $2 million in fines. You're going to miss a $1 million each and every week that you don't show up. So I just don't think it, it makes a whole lot of sense here. But I don't know how to get after the quarterback if he's not part of the equation for a majority of this season or certainly in the postseason. They've got George Karloftis, who's in his second year 
at six, six and a half sacks. Okay. The big part of that, I, I think, was Chris Jones getting double teamed most of the season. They lose Frank Clark. And then on the other side, you know, now Charles Amenhue's out the first six weeks due to a suspension. So I really wonder how do they get pressure on the quarterback in some of these contests. That could be a big issue for them. And the other one is one I'm not personally as worried about, but it's certainly a talking point here in Kansas City. That's just the wide receiver room again. I feel like I was on your show a year ago. We were talking about no Tyreek Hill. What are they going to do? So I'm not going to be as worried as maybe some people are, uh, but there's questions about who can step up opposite Travis Kelsey to be that reliable third down option. It's not so much finding another thousand yard receiver, but who can they trust on third down? Last year, that became Juju Smith-Schuster. This year, is it a guy like Sky Moore? Is it Richie James, who I'm actually very high on? I'm upset there's no prop bets on Richie James this season, guys, because I actually think he's going to surprise people this year. All right, let's play a little game. Say I give you $50 to make a bet. You can either bet on Patrick Mahomes to win the MVP, or you can bet on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Which bet are you Mm. taking? Interesting, because I don't like either this year. I took some heat. I, I, this is the Ooh. first time in a while. I'm not, betting, I'm not betting on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. I'm not betting on Patch Mahomes uh, to win MVP. I, I just, one, I don't like the odds. But to, to play along here and answer the question, it would be Mahomes to win MVP if you were forcing me to make the, the two bets, even though they're both sitting at 6-1. to one. Um, Because I do think statistically he has a chance with this offensive line that I believe will end up being the best old line in football this year. And let's assume Travis Kelsey's healthy for a majority of the season. I think they've got the pieces where statistically he can have close to that 50-touchdown, 5,000-yard passing season he had when he won his first MVP award back in 2018. I think they also have a chance still to be one of the top seeds in the AFC, which is part of the narrative uh, that's kind of required, in my opinion, uh, to win MVP. So I'll go MVP for this, but it's definitely not a bet that I've made. I actually like Jalen Hurts and Aaron Rodgers for the MVP this year. Those are my bets. Okay. A little bit surprising, but... I can't blame you for that because Aaron Rodgers in a great spot and Jalen Hurts is only going to get better. Hey, Alex, we appreciate it. He is Alex Gold, host of Cody and Gold from 10 to 2 Central each and every day on 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City and also part of the BetQL Network. Alex, we appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, guys. You bet. Chelsea, do you have an MVP Futures ticket? I feel like I ask you this every week because I have the memory of a small mouse. I don't remember anything. The memory of a small mouse. Wow. What a reference. Uh, I have Patrick Mahomes. I have Trevor Lawrence at 14 to one and Aaron Rodgers at 14 to one. Like Patrick Mahomes, like, is he going to get worse? No, he's still with the greatest offensive mind in football. And he's still Patrick Mahomes in his prime. I do think he can put up some great numbers, but for the price, I think you're getting some major value on Aaron Rodgers, somebody who's won the word before. He's in a big market. The Mm storyline's there, and he's got a whole host of weapons at his disposal. I think the experiment for Aaron Rodgers is going to go really well or really poorly. I don't see much in between. I think it's going to go well. It has to, right? It has to. Also, Trevor Lawrence, I absolutely love that pick at 14-1. to Just imagine if Calvin Ridley ends up being as good as he was a couple years ago with that receiving core and where they went last year. Love Trevor Lawrence. That is a great futures. For more, listen to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.